Welcome to Education Connect by NOVA, the podcast that explores innovative teaching methods and success stories, newsworthy updates in education, and current trends in the classroom. Whether you're a veteran educator, an industry thought leader, or a parent navigating the academic landscape for your child, we've got you covered. And hey, we know all about the hectic schedules and academics, so we're all about delivering content that's relevant, concise, and actionable. So hit that subscribe button and let's learn better together. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the third episode of Education Connect by Nova, the podcast where we learn from experts, innovators, and leaders in the world of education. This episode is all about the use of AI in classrooms. Since ChatGPT's release over a year ago, the platform has grown to 100 million weekly users, some of which include Fortune 500 companies. The software is completely free and can produce songs, recipes, and entire essays in a matter of seconds. It's a no surprise that educators see generative AI as a potential hindrance rather than helper when it comes to expanding young minds. However, there are strong possibilities when it comes to classroom use. Instead of focusing on the challenges, we'll talk about the potential of generative AI, how educators can leverage this technology in their classrooms, and why they shouldn't be afraid to use it. Today, I'm here to talk to Peter about this very topic. Peter is the current principal at Tintasqua Regional High School and is part of the Massachusetts Department of Education Advisory Council. He's been the co-author of several leadership publications and holds a PhD in leadership and organizational development. Hey, Peter, how's it going today? It's going great, Erin. How are you? Doing very great. Thanks. Appreciate it. You've been a leader in the academic space for nearly two decades, catching the most significant technological advances in the classroom. Since the early 2000s, you've seen the influx of computer use in the classroom and, of course, how social media shaped the way kids process information. Now you're seeing a new technological advancement, which is AI. So I would think that ChatGBT is one of the largest key players in the classroom right now. So tell me a little bit about your experience this past year, including some of the opinions surrounding the academic use of AI. Well, it's a great question. Um, artificial intelligence is sort of a, a threat. It, as seen as a threat, um, many educators, um, the obvious risks risks of plagiarism, uh, inauthentic work, uh, et cetera. Since ChatGPT came about, we've had a lot of discussions in, in the high school space, in the secondary space around ways to uh, combat this. And at this point, we're trying to lean into it. Uh, ChatGPT is certainly the leader in the clubhouse. Uh, they were sort of the bully in the block, the first, if you will. And now, now there are, are several other options, education focus, that are allowing educators to lean into the use of AI and to use artificial intelligence to, to counteract what we see as a threat from artificial intelligence. So uh, there's a lot going on in, in the artificial intelligence space in education right now. Definitely understand. And is generative AI being used in the classroom right now? Or would you say teachers and educators are typically kind of shying away from it for that reason? 
We decided to lean into it, I'm proud to say, of my educational colleagues. And so right now, in fact, I just had a conversation this morning with a neighboring principal who is requiring all teachers to use artificial intelligence to write AI. And certainly I'm not a representative of these organizations. I receive no money, but I'm just informing you of the, 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 the pieces that we use, uh, EduAid, uh, which I think you're already familiar with, Aaron, uh, we are using those to write lesson plans. Uh, you can create informational texts. Math, teacher, math teachers are using it to create word problems. Uh, magicschool.ai will develop standards-based lesson plans and assessments for you. So it's a lot more helpful than I think education first realized if you, you really do your homework and lean into it. Personally, administrators are saving, I cannot tell you, countless hours from things like writing memos and letters of recommendation and using AI. And I do that myself. Amazing. It's been very helpful. Amazing. I really, I didn't even think of that, how you could use it um, almost as a teacher's assistant in a way. It, so. it has made life easier if you, if you as an educator really take the time to look into it. Yes, there's a definite threat there, right? We want students to write authentically, but there are tools built in that can help you uh, actually enhance your instruction. Mm. So how are some ways, or maybe based on your recommendation, how could some educators reframe their perspective on AI if they're feeling a little bit let's say, concerned about implementing it in the classroom or even using it for their own position? Education is a strange business, Aaron, in that if you do the same thing over and over again for 30 years, uh, you are revered as a master teacher. The reality is in other businesses, if you did that, you wouldn't make it 30 years. And so I would say to you, Teachers need to lean into this hard. Do your research. Chat GPT is a definite threat, but it's to level one artificial intelligence, meaning it, it responds to prompts and is very useful. But there are second level artificial intelligence uh, engines out there. The two that I mentioned, I use three times a week to help me combat artificial intelligence. If you're a writing teacher and you are worried that a student may use a chat GPT to write their own essay for them, there are tools out there to combat that. One is uh, one that we use at Dantasqua is called DraftBat. And so it's a, it's a Google Chrome extension for, for um, Google Docs. And you can actually watch, it's a keystroke recorder or later on, you can watch a student's keystrokes. And as they write, you can literally watch them type the document. Uh, and if you see a giant mass of, of text come in, you'll know that that document has probably artificially generated. Right. Um, so it's, it, it, it takes a little bit of work, but you can really help yourself with artificial intelligence in the classroom. Mm, amazing. So um, we just talked about two options that um, you find to be particularly helpful. This one where you can record keystrokes and then as well, you had mentioned EduAid earlier. Are there any other applications that you currently use um, in your high school? 
We use magicschool.ai quite a bit here. And Magic School is, it is artificial intelligence just for the educator. And, and it can do almost any of the remedial tasks that you can think of in the classroom. I, I, I mean, almost anything. If you want it to generate report card comments, if you want it to, uh, there's a rubric creator. There's a text rewriter. So you can take text and it will enter. It will give you suggestions on how to make it sound more formal, more casual, depending on what you want. It can help you with, again, generating word problems in a math class. It can, it can, it can make a joke of the day for you if you like. It can, do, it can unpack state standards. So if you're struggling with teaching Common Core or whatever state you happen to be, our state is the most extensive state frameworks, uh, maybe the most extensive in, in all 50 states. Uh, it, it can unpack each of those standards for you. This is work that would take educators countless meetings and hundreds of hours to do in the past. And now it's almost automatic. So the teacher can spend their time synthesizing information and not decoding for information. And it really allows them to use their brain in the way, in the sophisticated and elegant way that 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 we should. We pay we, we pay our teachers well, we want the best and the brightest. And, and when they're bogged down in the remedial, we're not getting the, the, the best out of them. And so that's the approach that I'm proud to say most schools are taking. My neighboring district fellow principal, who I got a call with earlier today, she is requiring, as I said earlier, all teachers to submit all lesson plans, all generated with artificial intelligence. And it's forcing them to lean into it. And they're really starting to see the value and artificial intelligence and not just the threat that it created. Mm, interesting. And one thing I've noticed with ChatGBT is that it can, of course, produce some pretty helpful uh, or good content, but it does need to be humanized in a way. So um, do you find that this is kind of the same pattern with the, um, the content that you're creating as well, like in terms of creating syllabus or curriculums, you might need to go in and edit some stuff based on perhaps relevance to your class or how are you feeling about that right now? Do you feel like it can produce stuff right away that's um, kind of ready and good to go? So I, I was reading an article in Education Week last month about this and I, and I find it to be true. There's an 80-20 rule right now with the level of sophistication of artificial intelligence it gets you about 80 percent of the way there and uh, you need to you need to personalize about 20 percent of it mm. uh, i found that to be fairly accurate i had it help me i had a an artificial intelligence vehicle help me to write a letter of recommendation the other day and artificial intelligence is wonderful but it's still a computer and it's still a computer program. So, right. What's that old saying? Garbage in, garbage out. It's only mm. as good as the information it can find and, uh, and the rules that it's set up by. So, but for someone who has to write in any given year, 50 letters of recommendation, it used to take me about an hour for each letter. That's 50 hours of work. I'm doing it now in 20% of that time. And, and and still getting a quality piece of writing, in some cases, a better piece of writing than if I had done it on my own. Yeah, so I would say that 80-20 rule is, is really close, uh, 
to accurate for, in my in my experience. Mm. So perhaps in this way, if uh, AI can take away some of the administrative tasks that you have to do on a day or daily or weekly <laughs> basis, you can start to focus uh, directly and deeply into teaching students, which is you know the whole the whole uh, you know bread and butter, of course, of the of the career. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, that's why I think teachers should, should really try to lean into this and not see it as a threat. It can make their lives easier, which technology should do, right? If we're going to add in a piece of technology, it should enhance instruction and it should make our lives easier. But it can really allow you to get to a level of depth because you're not, it's not just the, the, the time taken to do these remedial tasks that artificial intelligence can do it's 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 the opportunity cost that comes with what are you not doing and what they're not doing when they're you know performing remedial tasks like generating a rubric that time could be spent synthesizing going deeper really improving that rubric and improving the instructional experience for the student fantastic any predictions for ai in the classroom in the years to come Boy, and isn't this a great question? This is a topic that comes up all the time in education, right? It, 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 even 25, 30 years ago, you know, when I was a new teacher starting out, is are we ever going to be replaced, you know, by computers? Mm -hmm. are we? And the answer is a resounding no. Artificial intelligence is outstanding. I think it's, it's not a fad, right? I mean, this thing's going to stick around. It is a tool that we need to lean into. Um, I, I predict that it's going to it's going to get exponentially better by leaps and bounds. But nothing will replace the teacher in the classroom. I I know how to teach a lesson, and I know what a great lesson looks like, and I know that artificial intelligence gets me about eighty percent of the way. Now, someday it might be ninety five percent, it might be ninety eight percent, but no one is going to be able to deliver that curriculum. No one. Education cannot be boiled down to simple metrics, right? If, it's a, if a computer can generate the content, you know, why would we need a teacher with all these degrees that cost a lot of money that we have to, from a management side of view, I have to pay for health insurance, I have to pay for all these other things. I, I, not only is AI going to be unable to do that, because teaching has, there's a relationship, there's an art and a science to it. AI has the science pretty much down they'll never get to the art of it because that's a human that's a human piece of it. I, I would predict that it's going to become ubiquitous. AI right now, we have to go, we have to go get it. If we want to use AI, we have to go and and find it and use it. And that's the place where we're at right now. I would say we're in, right? We're in level one point one point zero right now of of using artificial intelligence as a, as a as a school system. My prediction is that it becomes ubiquitous, just like cell phones are now for all of us, right? There was a time when no one could even conceive that we could make calls without a device that was hooked up to a wall phone and a line. Uh, it will become ubiquitous. Everyone is going to have when I started, Aaron, and you, you you mentioned it, computers in the classroom was not a thing. And and I was fortunate enough to watch that development. Artificial intelligence in technology itself will become ubiquitous and seamless within our daily lives and within our our, our learning. So 
uh, I'm excited about the future of artificial intelligence in the classroom. And I think, um, I think most educators should be. Amazing. I love your optimism, Peter. I think that this is definitely a great outlook to have. Um, as you said, you know, there's so many changes, um, but most importantly, you can't uh, continue to do the same thing for 30 years and expect nothing to change. Um, so kind of rolling with the punches, riding the waves and, and being able to be a chameleon in your job. Yeah. Anything that you'd like to add? I, I, the thing that I would like to add is first, I'd like to thank you for taking the time to, and asking me to be on your podcast. I love talking about education and, and the future of it. And, um, and I would just encourage your listeners to really take the time to, to investigate how artificial intelligence can be a positive force in your classroom. It will save you time. You will be an instructor, 200 remedial tasks during the week. And, and you'll take that energy and you'll turn it into, um, you'll turn it into better education. And, and I think that the work that you're doing at Nova and just having these conversations is really valuable. And, um, and I hope you, you have 500 million listeners who, um, who lean into, into this work. Amazing. Thank you so much for the well wishes. I hope so too. <laughs> and we hope to have you back. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, Peter. <laughs> awesome. Well, oh, thank, thank you. You, you know, I love Nova. So, uh, so be happy to be back. Fantastic. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much, Peter. I appreciate your time today. And, um, you know, we look forward to speaking with you again in the future.